0: Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 142 and session number 39 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions that you submit via voicemail. And I do this on a show just like this. So uh, first off, I want to say welcome. And also, if you're listening to this on the day that it airs, which will be December 25th, 2015 and you do celebrate Christmas, well, Merry Christmas. Now, I hope that you're listening to this later in the day if you do celebrate the holiday because we should be spending time with our family, obviously. But I'm recording this before Christmas, but I know that it's going to be airing on that day. So I wanted to say Merry Christmas and uh, happy holidays. All right. So um, hopefully you're having a great day. And if you're listening to this after the fact, and maybe it's July 2016, well, hey, have a great day. Happy, uh, happy summer or <laughs> whatever. All right. So, uh, all right. I wanted to just address that. I also wanted to uh, give a little shout out to our Facebook peeps, some of our TASers out there. The community is just growing and it's very strong and just something that I'm really, really proud of because you guys make it such a great place to be. And a lot of people in there helping each other. I wanted to, uh, read one of the comments cause I think it's Really, I guess, uh, I guess the best way to put it is very inspiring and very motivational in a sense to where you can understand that you're not alone if you have feelings of doubt or if maybe you're struggling. So I wanted to, uh, to actually read this to you. And I think that it will, uh, well, it'll show you how uh, how great the TAS group is because a lot of people went in here after uh, this one woman had uh, posted this. So this is what Angela Green had written inside of the TAS Facebook group. She says, hi, everyone. I was ready to give up on Amazon until I heard Scott on EO Fire this morning. Now, let me just say, um, if you guys are listening to this, on the day that this airs, I was on Entrepreneur on Fire, EO Fire, uh, back on December 14th, so that's what she's referring to, and uh, yeah, I was uh, featured guest on there, and uh, it was a lot of fun, and I just wanted to uh, just let you know that uh, that's what she's referring to. So this is what she says, she says, "Um, I heard Scott on EO Fire this morning, fantastic interview, I have been having a rough time getting my product up and going. I made the mistake of differentiating my product by making the case it comes in myself. Okay, so she basically, it sounds like, did her own packaging. Great plan, frown face. She put a little emoji there. 4,300 units. And in the middle of this, my partner walks off. Hearing Scott this morning has changed everything. Here's what I've done this month. It's not much, but I haven't done anything, no ads, etc. just making the cases and partner issues, but you know what Scott says, learn from it and move on. Everyone should hear this amazing interview on EO Fire. Uh, Thank you, Scott. And she has a screenshot of uh, seven days, $79.96, 15 days, $199.90, and uh, 30 days, $252.83. So it's progress, but she was struggling and still is kind of struggling. But you go ahead, you listen to something that might just trigger something, and then from there the light switch goes on, and you keep pushing forward, and you just don't know when that is going to change for you, so it's really important that you understand that being around people that have, you know, similar goals is going to help you move forward, and I think it's really, really important to not just show you all of the great numbers that are out there, but also some of the flops or some of the struggles, some of the failures, because that is what you will be facing somewhere in this journey, most likely, okay, Now, I wish everyone has success, but I mean, it's going to happen somewhere along the line that something might not go as planned and you just need to learn from that. So I wanted to share that and, uh, you know, a bunch of people jumped in and this was only posted about two hours ago and already a bunch of people jumped in and just kind of gave that little bit of a pat on the back and said, hey, it's going to be all right. Let's keep going here. And uh, I think that that's really helping Angela. So Angela, I want to say stick in there. Keep at it, and I hope that you just continually push through any obstacles and struggles and just learn from each and everything that you do, all right? So uh, that is, again, the Facebook group and how strong our community is, and I just wanted to recognize that. Again, if you guys are not part of our TAS Facebook group, head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash FB, F as in Frank, be as in boy for Facebook. One last thing I wanted to mention here because we aren't doing any live workshops as of right now, but if you guys wanted to learn more about this whole private labeling uh, business model, I usually teach this on a workshop. What you can do is head over to freeprivatelabelcourse.com. Again, that's freeprivatelabelcourse.com and I break down just about everything that I talk about inside of the workshop, and it's over the course of about 10 to 12 days, so I'll send you an email every day with a new lesson, so head over there and register for that, and you can go ahead and get started if you haven't done so already. All right, so let's go ahead and dive in. Let's listen to the first question, and I'll go ahead and give you my answer. Ah. Hi Scott, my name is Mohammed, and I listen to your podcast on a regular basis so I wanted to say thank you. I find them to be very helpful. My question today is regarding podcast 119 and my question is specifically regarding um, let's say if I have uh, one product garlic press and I have that keyword garlic press as an exact match campaign, and also I have garlic press as a keyword in phrase match campaign. Do these two campaigns compete against each other? Um, well, that's my first question. The second question is let's say if I have two products, complementary products, and uh, they have overlapping keywords, uh, do my pay per click campaigns for these two products compete against each other since they have overlapping uh, keywords? I appreciate if you can answer the question. Uh, Thank you very much. Hey, Muhammad, thank you so much for the question. And it's a great question. And yes, episode 119 with Chris Schaefer, we talked all about pay per click and he did cover some of this in there. Now, if you have not listened to that episode yet, I would definitely strongly recommend going and checking that out. That's the amazing seller.com forward slash 119. And uh, you can hear all about that there. Now, let me, let me just kind of say this. All right. Now, you are kind of competing against yourself in a sense if you have a uh, exact keyword that you're targeting and then one that might be in a phrase or even in a broad kind of see the thing is with broad it's going to pick up like if you do garlic press it's going to find anything with garlic and anything with press okay so you are going to have like more range on that. So in that particular case, I would be more or less thinking of if you have a campaign that has a phrase match. Now a phrase match would be something like garlic press. All right. And then it would have to have that in it. Okay. That would be the phrase that needs to be in it, but it could have black handled garlic press or garlic press stainless steel. Uh, so that way there you could have garlic press in there somewhere, but it would not necessarily just be the exact match. Now if you do an exact match, it's exactly what pet is. It's an exact match. So, one way that you could kind of prevent this from happening is inside of your uh phrase match campaign, you can add a negative keyword. That negative keyword could be garlic press, right? So, if you don't want to compete with yourself against, you know, each you know, campaign that you have, then you would want to put a negative keyword in there. So this way here, that would take care of that. Now in a broad match, I don't necessarily think that that's, uh, I'm not even sure if that's possible, but I don't necessarily think that you would have to do that because in a broad, it's going to be taking a broad match of everything. Okay. So it's really only going to make sense if you did an exact Keyword. Uh, let's say you did an exact campaign for garlic press and then you had a phrase match for garlic press. Then from there, you would just say inside of the phrase match campaign, negative keyword garlic press. And that would be the simplest thing. Now, you also mentioned you have other variations for uh, this particular keyword. Now, if that's the case. You, you have a choice. You can either, yes, run uh, that keyword against both of them. And even if you just kept the uh, the bids at the same, you're only going to be a few pennies maybe differently than if you're going to be competing against yourself. So I don't necessarily think that I would worry about that, especially if you want to drive people to different uh product listings or different variations. And I guess if you have two different listings, then that definitely you would want to still rank for both of them because if you could take up two spots, well why wouldn't you want to, right? But I think you're going to find especially if you have a variation, you're going to find out what variation is the one that you want to drive traffic to and then use that one as your your lead in, let's call it, and then from there that would bring them to your other variations. So, I hope that that's helped you. I hope that makes sense. And again, you have to experiment with this type of stuff there's no really exact like formula for that but what i would say is if you're going after like just one keyword i get it but you really need to understand that particular keyword we were just on a coaching call for my class the other day and uh you know one of our students was saying you know that uh she was running a uh, a campaign that was an exact match for this one keyword and you know it wasn't performing that great because she wasn't getting that as many impressions as she she wanted, or she was spending too much. She was getting impressions, but she was spending too much and all of this. But then she was also running a phrase match. And I immediately told her, listen, unless that exact keyword is already converting really well for you, I would just keep it in a phrase match. And then I would just let the exact match go until I knew that that one there was like a really strong keyword that was going to convert really, really well. Um, So just a little side tip there for you, a little side note. So just make sure that if once you start running, running an exact match keyword, you want to make sure that that keyword is converting really, really well. Not just converting a couple times, we're talking like converting over and over and over again. So this way here, you can start to scale that keyword and start throwing more money at it. All right? So uh, hopefully that's helped you. Good luck to you. Keep me posted. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my
1: answer. Hey, Scott. Robert here. Uh, First off, I just want to thank you so much for all the free information. Um... It's been incredibly invaluable, and not to mention motivating, inspiring. Uh, God knows I need it. I work for the post office carrying mail. I walk about 15 miles a day, and yes, a lot of it is Amazon. So uh, on the other end, I get to see all the damage and deal with that. Um, and I just wanted also to let everyone know that, I mean, some of us work six, seven days, weeks, and that if you're working that seventh day, I mean, that, that's all Amazon. That's one day just, just for Amazon It's because it's getting that big. Uh, anyway, um, first of all, my question that I wanted to um, ask you, uh, well, actually, i got two questions. The first one is, uh, being that I'm a newbie, I've been listening to you for about a month. I finally buckled down yesterday and got Jungle Scout, and I was on it all day and all night. God knows I, my old lady let me hear about it. <laughs> so on that note, um, my question is, because um, uh, I, I could... I, after using Jungle Scout, I, I quickly see the depth in in the, in the niches there, and I was able to narrow down one niche, one product. Okay, the product I decided to go after is number one in its niche, and all the other ones um, that are they're they're like it. They're pretty much almost the same thing. It just has one little different physical attribute. Okay, but pretty much they're all the same thing. Probably come from the same manufacturer. Anyway, um, I my question is why why do you think uh, this one is doing so well. Do you think it's because he just got went out and got more reviews for it, and he's just pumped it more? You know, if you can clarify your opinion on that, I would appreciate it. And if you think it's a dumb idea to go after that, please let me know. Um, and the second question is: uh, I sent out about twenty inquiries to suppliers using your template, um, and I'm just waiting for responses. But after I did all that, I came across the link for the purchasing agents. Now. Um, can you clarify when you'd want to use a purchasing agent? Did you do you use one? Did you use one when you started out? Uh, we haven't really covered that, I don't think. I mean, I've heard a little bit about it, but uh, not a whole lot. So, um, anyway, if you can point me into that that direction, or if you even can point me to the podcast that talks about it, I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. And. Uh, to everyone out there. Take action.
0: Hey, Robert, thank you so much for the question. And thanks so much for delivering that mail. I know uh, that can probably be a tough job. A little quick side note, my wife uh, used to work at the power company for years in the office, and then they were downsizing and uh, getting rid of some jobs. And she went to go meter read uh, for about uh, seven, eight months in some pretty bad areas. And uh, she totally has a respect for people that have to uh, go house to house, whether it's uh, Uh, you know, meter reading or delivering mail and all that stuff. So uh, thank you for doing that. And uh, also thanks for sharing that you can see the power of Amazon because you're delivering a lot of their packages, right? So it's kind of interesting to be able to be on that end too and saying, what the heck is going on here? Uh, But anyway, to answer your questions, uh, first off, you know, yes, getting something like Jungle Scout is going to allow you to see very quickly if it has demand and depth into a market. Now, there's a a couple things that you didn't really point out, but I'm going to kind of speculate here. First off, you said that you soon seen that there was demand and depth in this market, but you seen that there was like one person really, really crushing it at the very top, let's say like, you know, listing number one or whatever, which is great. But you know, if you haven't heard me talk about this in the past, I'm going to say it again, which I'll probably say it a lot more in the future as well, because it's really, really important. It's not so much looking at the number one seller. It's more about looking at all of the other ones on the first page uh, for that keyword to see how they're doing. So let's just forget about the first one for a second. I would say to you, Tell me, how is the fifth one doing? How is the seventh one doing? How is the eighth one doing? Down inside of that list, how are all of those performing? And forget about the number one for a second. All right. Because yes, eventually you'd like to get there, but that's not what we're really thinking about right now. We're thinking about how soon is it going to uh, be before we can get on first page and what kind of volume can I expect once I get to first page being maybe fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth, or even 10th. That's where the depth and the demand comes in for that product. So Jungle Scout, great tool for that. If you guys are brand new you have not seen or heard me talk about Jungle Scout, it's a tool that allows you to really do dig deep inside of different markets and different products. And I actually had Greg Mercer on uh, episode 56, that is the amazing seller.com forward slash 56. And there's also a video on there of him actually using the tool, showing him uh, diving into different, uh, different brands and finding products using the tool. Um, also, if you wanted to save a little bit of money on that license for that extension, you can, uh, you can, go through that link there. It's my affiliate link. I'll earn a small commission, which usually buys me a nice cup of coffee. And then from there, you guys know I love coffee. And then from there, you can start using the tool. Really, really awesome tool. I use it every single chance I get. All right. So that is the demand and all that stuff, right? So really, really important stuff, especially when you're in the beginning stages of finding a product or a market. Now, to address the second part of this question is, you know, should you go out and get a sourcing agent and all that stuff? Well, you technically are if you're going through... You know, that process and using that email template that I gave you. And I actually just did an episode, the one before this, which is episode number 141, where I talk about how to find an agent using Alibaba, AliExpress, and those types of methods. So if you haven't listened to that one, you should probably check that out or anyone listening that has those questions. But yeah, really, that's really what you're doing. Um, you know, people that think that they're going to Alibaba or AliExpress and they're just going through the supplier, they're really going through an agent for the most part. Uh, so you know, you definitely do want to go through that channel because those agents can actually help you find other products or even other agents once you get a great relationship built with them. So hope that this has answered your question. Thank you so much again for asking it and also for delivering that mail. Hopefully if you, if you're, if this is what you're after to, you know, eliminate that job, well, hopefully in the future you could be having other people deliver your packages to your customers, right? And and that that would be amazing. All right. So thanks again and good luck to you. Keep me, Posted. Let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my answer.
2: Hey, Scott. It's Nick here from the UK. I uh, just want to say a big thank you. Um, your podcast is great. Loving it. Trying to listen to it as much as possible when I'm driving or basically anytime i got a bit of free time, it's always on in the background, trying to take in as much detail as possible. Um, I've got a quick question for you. Um, it's to do with logo design. I'm currently around about that stage where I'm trying to design my own logo, you know, make it sound out, you know, basically trying to build a brand and I'm having struggling trying to find out how to do it or how you would go about doing it. Um, I've heard you say, you know, you can use Fiverr and you can use, I think it was 99designs. Um, I just want to really touch back on that really and i apologize in advance if you've gone over it before but um it's where i'm at at the moment and um, yeah just um i could do with a bit of help sort of maybe design a great logo and yeah it'd be perfect if you could answer it cheers scott take care
0: Hey, Nick from the UK. What's up, man? Thank you so much for the question and the energy, man. You got a little bit of energy there. I like it. Uh, Yeah. So, going back to the logo, this is going to be really kind of a short answer. Uh, I've talked about this in the past and I did give, you know, those recommendations. And that's really what I would say again is, you know, to find a logo or a designer or graphic designer, you can either find someone locally in your area. I'm sure there's uh, graphic designers there. And if you find a good one, uh, then you can have them for the future. The other thing is you go to 99 designs. I think that's going to be like your best option. If you want, you know, a lot of different choices and you want graphic designers to really compete for your business and to create designs for you. And that's a good one. And then Odesk is another one where you can find ones. And I, again, you know, Fiverr is a great resource as well, but I think you're better off. I mean, To me, if money was not an issue, if you were like, you know what, I'm going to throw down three, 400 bucks on a logo, I'd go to 99designs. That's where I would go. Now, the other thing that I want to bring up here is... I don't think the focus should be that much on a logo until you really get everything kind of nailed down and, you know, I mean, yes, you want to spend a little bit of time, but I wouldn't make that my main focus. Your logo is not going to sell your product per se, right? It's not going to, uh, you know, to do the job of selling it right now. What you want to do is focus on the product, making sure that it's either unique or you can have a unique bundle or you can, you know, figure out a way to make it better, And then the logo is just secondary. And then from there, you can always even change your logo down the line. So to me, it's just about... Getting something created, getting something done. I mean, my first logo it was just basically white text, just a different type of font uh, with a couple of little asterisks, you know, that was really it. And, you know, currently that's what it still is. I mean, and I don't have any plans really to improve it because the logo is the logo, right? It's not, you don't have to go crazy. And the only thing I would say to, to anyone out there listening, that's brand new. And that is thinking about this is, you know, You don't want a logo anyway to be really too fancy in a sense. You want it to be, you know, legible. You want it to be where people know what it is and very simple. A lot of times the best logos are simple logos, you know, and easy to read, but yet they're simple. So I wouldn't spend a lot of time here, to be honest with you. I would just, you know, take a little bit of time, go ahead, get it, uh, you know, get it to where you're happy with that to get to that next phase or that next part of this whole process. And then in the future, if you wanted to enhance it or, you know, Take it up to the next level, then go for it. But that would be my advice to you if we're sitting around that coffee shop, uh, having, uh, having a nice cup of coffee. All right. So, uh, hope that this has helped. And, uh, if anybody has listened to this before me talk about this before, well, it's pretty much the same that I had said before. All right. So go ahead and, uh, you know, get a logo created, use 99 designs. I think that's probably your best option. If you're on a budget, go to Fiverr. You can find some great designers there as well. All right. So let's listen to one more question and then we'll go ahead and wrap this baby up.
1: Hi Scott. In my niche, there are two sellers that have basically the same product. One has um, six listings with one pro- with the same product. The other one has four listings with the same product. I was led to believe through Amazon that you're only allowed one ASN for one product. How on earth are they getting away with this? And is there anything I can do about it? Thank you.
0: Okay, well, thank you for the question. I didn't get your first name, so I can't address it, and I don't have the email in front of me to where it came through, and maybe it wasn't in there as well, but anyway, thank you for the question, and it is a great question, and I don't think I've ever answered this before, and I'm going to give you my thoughts on this. Okay, number one, yes, you're not supposed to be able to take your product, let's say, and then put a listing up with that product with, you know, a UPC code, and then do the exact same thing with the exact same product, right? Like that's kind of black hat if you're doing that. So it sounds like what your competition is doing, if I'm understanding it correctly, is they probably are – doing something a little black hat right now. So, you know, could you report them to Amazon? Yeah, you probably could. And, you know, you may want to if you think that they are violating this and then they will do some type of research. And I do think that, you know, you're not doing anything, uh, you know, bad as far as reporting them if it's legit. Right. I mean, it doesn't it's not fair to you that are that's selling a similar product. And then from them, them being able to take up three or four or five spots. Now, let me say this. If they have a variation on that and they don't want to put that variation under the same listing, they can list that as a separate UPC code because everyone has a separate UPC, right? So each listing has its own. It's up to you if you want to nest them into one listing and have variations or if you want to you know, spread that out over multiple listings. I mean, that's totally you can do that or you can take one product and then have it singly be listed. And then you can have that same product with an accessory to it. And now that could be its own listing and its own SKU. Okay. So I would have to see exactly what you're talking about to understand that. But just by listening to what you're saying, it sounds like they have the exact same product just listed four different times, uh, you know, using just different UPC codes. And that is to me a little black hat, Uh, so this way here, I don't think Amazon would be okay with that. And, you know, especially if it's the same brand. Now, if it's different brands, if they created separate brands, it's going to be a little bit harder and they'd have to brand registry and all that stuff. So I personally would say, if you think that it is something happening, you know, that shouldn't be happening, then you might want to report that. Uh, but if you do a little bit of digging and you go, oh, okay, they they do. They have a, a red one that they listed as its own listing, and they have a black one that's its own listing, and they have a purple one that's its own listing. Well, that's legit. They can do that if they want to, but they can't just take the same exact black product and list it four different times with four different UPC codes um, and then create different ASINs for that. Okay. That's my take on that, and hopefully that's helped you. Uh, so guys, that's pretty much gonna wrap it up. And I wanna thank you for submitting your questions. If you have questions that you want me to answer on an episode just like this, head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash ask. Once again, that's the amazing Seller.com forward slash ask. And I also wanted to remind you, if you are brand new or you haven't signed up for my 10-day free private label course, you can head over to www.free.com. PrivateLabelCourse.com. Again, that's free. PrivateLabelCourse.com. You'll register, you'll get an email right away telling you exactly how the class is laid out and how you'll be receiving it, which is basically over the next 10 to 12 days, you'll be getting emails and every lesson will be delivered via email. All right, so that's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take care action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you in the next episode.